Welcome to the first in the series of podcasts from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review and appraise a journal article from PRS and summarize it for you in this short podcast. The full paper can be obtained from the PRS Journal website. Okay, welcome back to the April 2016 Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Uh, this is Damian Marucci and Rima Hattie. Uh, the next paper we discussed was the evolution of free vascularized bone transfer, a 40-year experience out of Melbourne, Victoria, and this is Professor Taylor et al., and that is from the April 2016 PRS. So, Rima, what was this paper about? Uh, this paper describes the history of bone transfers, uh, the ideal donor sites for specific um, sites of recipient for the free flaps, and advantage and disadvantages and tips for greater success. Um, the background is that, that uh, this unit was the first um, unit to successfully um, transfer free vascularized bone. Uh, it was performed in June the 1st, 1974, and they described their um, experience over the 40-year period, which is quite remarkable. It's a retrospective review of 384 free bone transfers um, over those 40 years, and 198 of those were fibulas, 180 iliac crest, four radius, one rib, and one metatarsal. Um, and the indications for the transfers are listed, most of which are tumor ablation, some are trauma, and then the rest are split into osteomyelitis and congenital deformities. Um, this paper is really good because it describes um, tricks and tips for raising DCIA flaps and also free fibulas. Um, it's also really useful because it talks about um, what the indications would be for mandibular reconstruction and this unit certainly advocates um, DCIA flaps for hemimandibles and reserving fibulas for um, angle to angle uh, reconstructions um, and their uh, main argument uh, for using DCIA is that uh, it's better for osteointegration later on it's got a um, because of the higher or taller uh, bone thickness compared to the fibula. Also, it's mostly cancellous bone versus cortical, which makes it softer and more able to um, have those bones. Also, it, it may seem, it may grow better in their pediatric population with inclusion of a cartilaginous cap. Um, and, for the, and also, you have to do less osteotomies. And sometimes you can just get that curved shape, which mimics the, the mandible so well. Um, so I, th I thought it was a really interesting paper and certainly when they're talking about lower limb they, they made a point of pointing out that the fibula should be within the tibia um, uh, to, to enable good bony contact and cortical union uh, down the track. Um, so the good things about this is from a unit perspective it highlights the benefits of a DCIA um, and um, also talks about the indications for bone grafts when it's a short segment area rather than needing to do a free flap. Yeah, they mentioned 5.5 centimetres and below. They would uh, just attempt a bone graft as opposed to uh, going for a free flap, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's an excellent paper. Don't really have much more to add. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.